Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, your adoption show. I'm April Fallon. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Adoption Now, your adoption show. I'm your host, April Fallon, and Noah is here with me. Hey, Noah. Hey. I'm always excited when you're on the show. And I know you are too. I always am. And you've done two shows right in a row. I think this is the second time ever. (laughs) Hey, everybody, I want to say thanks for your support for Adoption Now Nonprofit. And for those of you who have joined us in prayer every Wednesday night on Adoption Now Warriors, we love that group. It is so fun to see your faces. It's so great to connect with you personally. That's what we love the most. We love these interviews and the days that we get to be in studio and connect with a family who is telling their story or a birth parent or an adoptee is awesome. But the group, we get to see so many people at once and pray for you, which is totally our hearts. We love it. We love the ability to go really into your story because a lot of times, especially just through podcasts, you get some idea of what's happening and sometimes we feel like we can't do anything to help because we've literally reached all over the world at this point. And so one of the best, most practical ways that we've been able to help is through prayer. And it's exciting to watch it grow and more and more people join. So definitely something we'd encourage all of our listeners that would want to join us on Wednesday nights, please do. Okay. So for those of you who are wondering, is adoption always this hard? Every story you tell is like completely difficult and tragic. Today is your episode. If you're wondering if adoption could be a little bit easier, today is for you. Yay! I was so excited when Brittany wrote in her story and then we had a pre-interview and she told me her story and I said, oh my gosh, you're like... Well, every, your story is what everybody dreams it to be. Brittany Tabor is from Tennessee, and she's been married to Jason, her husband, for 10 years. And she's a high school Spanish teacher. And today, she's going to tell her adoption story. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So you have the adoption story everybody wants. <laughs> it's it, It's a dream come true. I'll, I'll just say that. It really is. How did you hear about us? Um, well, I just started, I started listening to podcasts, um, probably about three years ago. And then I, we wanted to adopt again. And I thought, well, if, um, we wanted to adopt again, I really need to educate myself even further. And, uh, so I started listening to different adoption podcasts and, uh, just ran across yours one day on a, I think it was recommended on a Facebook group. And couldn't stop listening. Just just amazing, amazing stuff from all parts of the triad and professionals. And it really is just, especially for um, Christians, like this is, this is the podcast to listen to and get your heart right and get your heart ready for adoption. I love that. Your check's in the mail, Brittany. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you so much for applying and telling your story. And everybody says that when they bring their baby home, they can't wait to apply and for their voice to be heard. And today is your day and your story is really special. Let's talk about why you even got into adoption. So my husband and I were married in 2012 and immediately we were like, we want children. We know that this is 
I mean, that was pretty much brought up on like our first date. Like, do you want kids? I want kids because if not, then this isn't going to work. So um, we tried, you know, the biological way just wasn't working for us. Um, So we were married for about three and a half years and we were thinking about um, actually adopting through foster care like a couple of our friends had done. Um, So this was around 2015-ish, the end of uh, probably fall 2015. So we decided that when I was, um, I just started teaching. So we decided that that summer we were going to get ourselves ready for foster care, go through the classes, get everything um, ready, um, just like our friends had done. And we were going to foster and, you know, I guess we just had this, we had no idea what foster care was was really about, honestly, and, and we were just in this dream world, and um, we didn't realize that it was going to be <laughs> as hard as it really is, but we didn't end up fostering at that time, uh, because in November of 2015, I got a Facebook message from a friend saying that she knew of someone that was expecting and considering adoption. So we just jumped right into it and um, that's how we ended up with our first little girl. And there you go. That's how <laughs> Story easy one. it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a whirlwind. Um, she, we found out about her the night before Thanksgiving in 2015. We had to hire an attorney, get a home study done all within about a six, seven week time span because she was born nine weeks later. So we get a phone call from the hospital that she had been born the day before and we got to go see her right when at the hospital when she was a little less than 24 hours old. So it was, wow. I mean, literally a dream come true. Just bam, there she was. What was your husband's response when you got that message? He was like, yeah, sure. Like, (laughs) Go for it. And I was like, okay, well, I just, you know, this isn't adoption is not, it's it's never for sure until it's all done. He's like, okay, well, let's do it. And I said, okay, (laughs) like for real, we we need to, we need to talk. He's like, no, I'm good. Totally good. (laughs) Well, you don't know what you don't know, right? That's right. Yeah. And so he was just excited. Do you have an open adoption? Uh, we do. Well, semi-open. Um, we don't have direct contact with um, her, with our daughter's birth parents, but we do have contact with some biological family. And um, we live very close to one another. So we've run into some of their biological family and, and we're all on really good terms. And um, they know that we love them and they love us. And I just don't think right now, that they're they're ready to have just a completely open relationship with us, um, but w- they do get you know word that you know they've seen us around town and we're doing this and she's playing soccer and she's in kindergarten and they know that she is very well loved and we we appreciate everything that they've ever done for us. What did you name her? Her name is Tessa. Aww. And she was healthy? Very (laughs) completely healthy. (laughs) Eight pounds, one ounce, a head full of dark hair, just 
the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. See, Nick, it's possible. Our producer, he's new this season and he's been listening to all these stories. He's like, oh my gosh, adoption is really hard. Is it ever easy? I'm like, hardly ever. And then here yeah, we are. There you go. It does happen, <laughs> which is amazing. Are. Okay. You decided yes. you wanted to adopt again. Yes. And did so, things happen as easy for you? Definitely not. Okay. Not this time around. Um, it's it's definitely not as hard as what most people go through. But we def we had some we had some red blocks, we had some speed bumps, um, a couple potholes, a couple flat tires along the way. But we got we made it to our destination. Um, so the second time around, it's twenty twenty, COVID hits, we're at home and I am looking at my daughter, this perfect little human being, and I'm like I don't want her to be alone. And I just had this longing for another child. And um, I told my husband, I was like, look, I really want another baby. I'm terrified to go through this again because there's no way. There's no way that it's going to be this easy again. I, I was realistic. Like, th there's no way. Absolutely no way. So he was like, okay, well, you know, I'm fine with it. So we um, actually, he bought me a puppy first. Oh. So <laughs> that, that is the happened. best strategy a man can ever have. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is why we have two dogs. That's why we have two puppies. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, that's a little less expensive than a child. So we'll go with it. And I was like, okay, fine. I love the puppy. Um, but I just could not get rid of just this tug on my heart for another child. And I said, you know, we, I, I really want a baby or even an older child. Like we were, we were really open at this point because I knew just how hard it was. Infant adoption is, is, is extremely difficult and there's so many waiting families and we just knew that it wasn't going to be as easy this time around. So we go ahead and get our home study updated, do all that stuff. And, um, started joining Facebook groups and I I realized that there were like Facebook groups made for matching uh you know expected parents with hopeful adoptive parents and it was it just blew my mind so I joined every single one that I could um and started talking to different people and made a lot of connections with people that were in the same situation and um just really tried to to get out there and, and learn as much as I could and how to promote ourselves. We've made a Facebook adoption page. The Tabor Adoption Journey is what we ended up calling it. And um, just, you know, promoting ourselves to our friends and family. We had like Share It Sundays where I would put a post and our all of our friends and family would share it and then their friends and family would share it. And just to get our names out there uh, because we knew that an agency adoption was probably going to be out of our budget um where i'm a teacher my husband works on um he's an hvac mechanic so he does heating and air so it's like we're not making six figures six figures a year we're just a regular family like most people in the united states that are dealing with infertility that want to adopt and it's just cost is outrageous for adoption as you guys know yes. um so we were like self-promotion is probably the best way to go and then we'll well, when we figure this out and when we meet a, an expectant mother, we'll figure out what we need to do next. Um, so the first time that we were, I'll say, quote unquote, matched um, was 
probably around August of 2020, I'd started speaking with a, a young lady that was due um, in about, a, I think about a month from when I started talking to her. And she was like, you know, I feel like this is perfect. This is the match for us. And then she just disappeared. Um, so I have no idea. How long were you connected with her? Um, probably for about three weeks we were talking, we were, mm, um, that's a long time messaging. Yeah. Um, and then she just dis- disappears and I had no idea when she was in North Carolina. I'd already called attorneys there and, and I was trying to figure out the laws between the states and our, actually our home study wasn't a hundred percent finalized at that time. So we were trying to get that rush through with our social worker to make sure that, that it was going to be updated and we were going to be able to, to go when we needed to go. And then she just disappeared. So that was hard. Um, and that was kind of our first, first letdown. Um, but I was like, okay, that's okay. We're but just no gonna money, keep going. no like, money was involved. No money, no money was involved. No, um, we didn't, end up getting that far because um, by the time I had contacted an attorney, she was, she was gone. So um, fast forward to probably, I'd say January of 2021, um, I started talking to another expectant mother that had reached out through a Facebook group. We were talking for about two months, actually. She was due in June like early June. And we were talking constantly. Uh, We were planning a trip to go visit her for Easter um, and her kids. And the week before we were supposed to come out and visit, um, this is like early March, I believe. She also just disappeared, Mm. just ghosted me. Um, No money was involved that time either. Um, So we didn't, you know, lose anything I had, which now at this point in time, I started picking up different red flags. And one of those was I was talking about an attorney and she said, well, I've already spoken to someone and it's only going to cost us like $85 to sign some paperwork and da, 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 da. And I said, well, I've spoken to a few different attorneys in your state and this is Virginia and you have to relinquish your rights at the courthouse. And she said, no, I don't have to do that. I just have to sign a piece of paper at the hospital. And I was like, I don't, I don't think so, but you really need to speak to this attorney, you know, and we need to get you an attorney, get us an attorney. She's like, well, I've already talked to someone. I said, okay, well, just, you know, I'll give my, I'll find an attorney. I'll give them their number or their, you know, their information and they can talk. And she was like, no, that, you know, we'll figure it out. And then it was everything. I feel like this, this woman just really needed someone to talk to and someone to just love on her. And she had a lot going on in her life. She had, at the time she had nine children. Oh, wow. What? And she was, yeah. Is, yeah. Was she a real she person? She was. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that these were like easy quote unquote stories is you, that's so gracious to even say that, <laughs> especially after somebody already ghosted you. Now you're on yeah. to birth mom number two after two months of talking 
and you're still gracious enough to just say, you know, I think she just needed somebody to talk to. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, she didn't take money. No, I know. But that's a lot of time and commitment. I know. And, And I said on another show, too, is that emotional support is a type of currency for you and for her, right? You're giving up your time and talking to her and she's just absorbing all of that and she's getting something out of it. And two months is a really long time. I mean, two weeks is a long time to be in somebody's crazy story. And is this our friend that somebody else had talked about too? Is this a... No. Oh, this is not the famous... Scammer. Oh, there's a famous mm-hmm. scammer involved. There's a famous no, I haven't gotten scammer. her yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay, but so actually, two down. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, two. Yeah, but actually, uh, I had posted. So there's a there's a Facebook group where you can go on, and it's I think it's called ending adoption scamming or something something of that you know thing. So you can go in there and put like a first like a first name, last initial, and just put like due diligence. So if anyone else has been speaking to this person, you can kind of compare notes. Like, um, so I posted this person's name. I'm not, and I'm not going to you know, put her out there because I really just do think, because she did have a baby in June. She just, she chose a parent, which is wonderful. You know, that, that she has that baby. She's still, you know, she loves him. I, I've seen her post pictures of him on Facebook. Um, which that was hard to see at first, but, but now it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm in a better place now. Oh yeah. Um, I do see ending adoption scams. That's interesting. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. So you, you cared about her and you didn't have ill feelings against her and she just chose to parent. She was pregnant. You didn't think that she was scamming you per se. No, I don't think so. Um, cause I had posted her name on there just just to see and someone else had reached out and had kind of the same similar story. Like she did, it just felt like she was in crisis and that she just needed someone to listen to her. And every other day it felt like something was going on in her life that was just traumatic. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really honestly just feel like she needed someone to love on her. And I still to this day, just pray for her and her, her mental health and her well being, because I mean, she deserves that. So. See, Noah, Brittany is a sweetie. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Talk to us about the famous scammer. Okay. So Gabby, she, um, she's actually been on, I think she's on Dr. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. We and just I, talked about this. So if you've been listening to the episodes, you've heard Gabby on yeah. our other, mm-hmm. yes, another family got scammed. And she went on Dr. Phil as like a professional scammer but is still doing it because the girl who got scammed got scammed after she was on Dr. Phil. Yeah. Yeah. She's still at it. She's still mm-hmm. at it. Um, apparently she has a lot of issues and apparently the, <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. And she has nothing else to do in her life. She mm-hmm. can't work. Uh, I, I don't know if she just, you know, just can't handle life in general but that's how she copes is with messing with hopeful adoptive parents and just um constantly it's really awful i I mean i have a lot of compassion for a lot of people but this is really awful because these parents have gone through so much loss and that she's promising to give them hope and a baby and a family and she's 
basically scamming them, but she's not getting money, right? She's another one that's not no, getting money. She's no, she's never asked for money, but it's very emotional. Like, what she would do is normally she starts out apologizing for, like, hi, my name is so and so. I'm so sorry for bothering you, but I'm this many months pregnant and my boyfriend and I. She always says that it's a boyfriend and it's her and a boyfriend or her and a friend or she's reaching out for a friend. There's always some kind of pattern to it. And then she, so she apologizes at first. She gets way too much information in the beginning. And then when you start talking to her, she kind of goes along with you for a little bit. And then, then she'll just start like degrading you and telling you that you deserve to be infertile and you don't deserve to have children. (gasps) But yeah, that's, I mean, she does that. Like if you, if you call her out, like, you know, I, I don't, you know, I would, I would like for you to do this or we, can we FaceTime? Can we do this? And she's like, you know what, if you don't trust me, you don't deserve to be a, a parent. You deserve to, you know, you don't deserve to have a child and I would never love you if I was your child. I mean, just, <gasps> and, and, you know, it really, <laughs> it really says a lot about her and how much she's hurting. And, and I don't know why she's doing this, but she just wants to hurt other people too. Oh, so it's, it's pretty bad. How long bad. did you go on that journey with her? Um, well, by this time, I feel like I'd been doing this for a few months and I'd had so many different connections with people who had dealt with her that I, like, you can kind of tell right away. So maybe within a, a few text messages or a few hours, I would figure out like, okay, this doesn't seem right. And then I would, you know, post this name or in her initial in the adoption scam uh, Facebook page and somebody would say, oh yeah, that's Gabby. I just talked to her. So then we would just block her and and move on. And she would have like multiple aliases that she would go with so that... Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, she'll just create um, Instagram after Instagram or Facebook page after Facebook page and make up... She'll get real people's information that are expecting. Post their sonograms, post their pictures, their pregnancy pictures, post... I mean, she'll she'll steal all of their information and say that she's considering adoption and like makes it really believable. And then Ugh. somebody blocks her and she'll just make another one. Hmm. That is awful. But now you're professional mm-hmm. because you've gone through three. <laughs> now yeah. you're like, I know a scammer. Yeah. I'm not going to go through his long <laughs> journey with you. Yeah. Well, there's still more. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> We haven't got to the good part yet. Uh, so there's another one. Uh, so right after I stopped talking to the one, that was probably in March, the one in Virginia. Then I started talking to someone else that a friend had kind of um, connected me to. She was in New Jersey. So we started talking and she was like, I believe that God has led led you to us and you're, this is great. And I was like, okay, well, let's FaceTime. So we spoke for a few days, and we said we we're going to FaceTime. Doesn't FaceTime. So I'm like, okay. Then she said something about taking her little boy to the ER. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. Um, you know, let's set up another time to FaceTime. Doesn't FaceTime with me. She's like, hey, I'm getting the kids out of the bath. We'll FaceTime later. So she just kept putting me off, putting me off, putting me off. Um, so there's that was another thing. And then she just disappeared again. So that one was only about about a week or so that we spoke to her, maybe a little bit longer. But yeah, that was probably towards the end of 
Well, that was about mid-April, I think. Okay. At this point, is your husband like not thrilled about all this? He's definitely not having the same response he did the <laughs> yeah. first time. He's like, all right, let's just go with it. He's probably yeah. like... Um, I mean, I was I was pretty upset, you know, that this was happening again. And he would console me and then he would be like, you know, just it, it'll happen. It's supposed to happen. And he he's like, this is why I with, bought you a puppy. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, don't, don't you love our kid and our new puppy? She's cute. And I was like, yeah, I know she's cute. Um, but it, yeah. So he, I feel like he was always very emotionally stable and that's what I needed mm-hmm. at that time. And he was very realistic. Um, he's like, you know what, if, if when it comes down to it, if it happens, it happens. And I'm happy with the way our life is. I love our daughter. I love you. If we have another kid, then we have another kid. And that's just kind of how he approached it every time. So whether he was, you know, crying on the way to work or not, I don't know. But <laughs> that was me. No, I was, was going to call him later. But... Find out the real story. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, were you crying? Um, <laughs> but no, I know it was, it was hard for him to see me. Yeah. Um, you know, go through these different heartbreaks again and again and again and again. So the night that, that the New Jersey um, expectant mother, which I don't, I honestly don't believe that she was pregnant. I think she was just another emotional scammer. The night that she ghosted me, I decided to go back into those matching Facebook groups, post our, a picture of our little family, a little blurb about us again, post it and, you know, put us, put us back out there. And that night um, I got a text from our second daughter's birth mother on our Google voice number. I'd set up a Google voice number specifically for this. And then we were texting for probably a couple of hours. My husband was asleep. I'm trying not to wake him up because I don't even know if this is real yet. And she's like, within two hours, she's like, are you interested in adopting my baby? And I was like, absolutely. I'm, I'm just, you know, I would like to do, you know, go on this journey with you. And if that's what you decide, she's like, no, this is what I want. I want you. I'm like, okay, we need to get hold of, hold of an attorney. So as soon as I say that, I'm expecting her to just stop talking to me, but she keeps going. And I was like, okay, this is good. So I call a couple of the different attorneys, um, she actually um, asked, can I give them your number so they can call you and talk to you and see which one, you know, you would like to work with. And she's like, sure. They call her. She talks to them. She chooses the one that she wants to work with. They call me back and tell me the information they got. It was the same information. I was like, oh, gosh, this is happening. Like, wow. So okay. then that was April 29th. Okay. And when does she do? She's due June 28th. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> so we had another little two-month match again. It was it was almost about the same time frame that we had with our first daughter. So I was like, we can do this. We've done this before. Absolutely. Let's do it. And why did she pick you? Did she tell you? She just said that she felt a different connection. She was actually speaking with different people in that Facebook group that night. And she said... You know, if this is what you want, then I'll stop talking to everybody else. And I said, absolutely, this is what this is what I want. I want to move forward with you. And 
she said, okay. So I guess she stopped, stopped talking to everybody else. And um, wow. I just had to believe her. I just had to go with it. And it was in a different state, right? She was in a different yes, state? Yes, she okay. was in Kansas. Yeah. And when was the baby born? Uh, she was born June 24th um, in uh, Wichita, which is, I had no idea that Kansas was such an adoption-friendly state. No clue. Um, but we get there. Well, actually, we had traveled about a week and a half before that. We thought she was in labor. Um, but turns out that it, she wasn't in, like, active labor at the time. So we actually got to meet her, meet her mom, meet her sisters, go to dinner with them, which we had never gotten to do that with, with our first daughter's mom. So it was, a, it was just a really beautiful experience to be able to be, be there with them for a little while. And then we left, and then she called me um, on the 23rd and said that she was, uh, or she texted me and said, we're going to the hospital. I'm just going to get checked out. And I was like, okay, well, let me know. So 1 o'clock in the morning on the 24th, she says, they're inducing me. So we had never unpacked our bags. (laughs) So we just (laughs) threw them in the car. And I told my mom, because my mom was with us, and I told her, uh, we're leaving. So she had my older daughter, and we just got in the car and drove and made it to the hospital within five minutes of her being delivered Aww. on the 24th. Yeah. So whew, that was uh, that was something. Like, I, I run into the hospital. They've got my name written down because the social worker had, like, taken all of her information. We ran, I ran up to the delivery room. So it was me and uh, birth mom and her mom and we were there for the whole thing like it was it was crazy oh my goodness and you got to hold her right away I did yeah they put us um directly across the hall I got to do skin to skin with her um she chose not to see her uh right away so she wanted me to to go directly to another room with her and and we did and that's I mean, I never thought I would have that experience without mm-hmm. giving birth. Right. You know, when when you adopt, you're just thankful. For <laughs> you're just anything. thankful that there's a child. Yes. Yes. Um, and and I am forever grateful for that experience. I got to cut the cord, go oh with gosh. her across the hall, do skin to skin, and we we got to be there the whole time with her at the hospital. Oh, would you name her? Her name is Taya. So we have Tessa and Taya. Oh, I love that story. And I'm on your Facebook page right now and I am dying. <laughs> oh my goodness. I want that baby. She is, oh my God. Way is too she cute. Not She's perfect. Sweet. Oh my goodness. She is She's beautiful. Both your girls are yes. so beautiful, but the baby is um, just recently posted. Oh Cause how old yes. is she now? She's nine months old now. Oh, and by the time yeah. this is gets released, not, she's going to be a year, like probably closer to a year. She is so uh, oh perfect. Yeah. And she how is. long did you have to wait in Kansas? Did you have to do, obviously, ICPC? Yeah, we had to do ICPC. So we were discharged from the hospital after about three days. Um, and we stayed in a hotel for two nights and then went back to a uh, her first uh, pediatrician appointment. And then we were actually heading closer to the um, 
like the Kansas-Missouri border, and we were going to stay there until we cleared ICPC. But on our way to the next hotel, they called us. So, gosh, this was, she was born on Thursday. And I think this was like Monday. They called us and said, you're cleared. And we were like, <laughs> no way. This is what? like the perfect. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> we were just in shock. We were actually at a restaurant eating lunch. We had stopped to eat on our way um, to the next hotel. So she said, yeah, we just, you just got cleared. And I said, what again? <laughs> like it was just, it just didn't click because she told us we were probably going to be there for about another week. And so we were stopping in St. Louis where some, my husband has some family just to spend some time with them after we had cleared ICPC. So we called and we were like, we're on our way. So we we get in the car and we just go. That's and so amazing. Um, my mom, yeah, it was fantastic. So my mom got my daughter and met us there. And so she could meet her little sister. Oh, tell us Louis. how Tessa responded. Oh my goodness. She was just, she still is just over the moon with, with oh. her. She just loves her so much. And every chance she gets, she just grabs her chunky little face and she just kisses it. <laughs> and she just loves her so much. And, and Taya thinks Tessa is hilarious. I mean, she'll watch her run around and just laugh and laugh and laugh at her. So they're, they're just, I don't know. Like I said, they're a dream come true. And I don't, and they were both, perfectly healthy babies and and I know that's unheard of in adoption and they're both I mean both of their we went through like maybe two months of a wait time and with the cost of us doing self-matching both times probably doesn't even add up to what one person would spend at an agency normally so it was just I don't God blessed us in so many ways and I don't I don't know how that's so amazing. What an encouraging story for mm -hmm. people. You said that you saved around $20,000, especially in the last one, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So our first adoption was probably close to 10000 uh, with everything. And it was in state. Uh, so that helped out a lot. And then our second one was probably, I think it was closer to 20000 with everything, travel, but, you know, d different attorneys and ICPC and everything. So. That's amazing. What would you say yeah. to a listener right now who is in the midst of the same thing you went through? Scammers, they're not feeling like they're getting a legit match and they're just struggling. What would your encouragement be to them? Well, first of all, find some people that you can lean on because we, we're not meant to do this alone. And there's so many people out there that are going through the same thing that can be encouraging or somebody that has been through it that can encourage you. I honestly believe that the adoption community, we need to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. And second of all, just don't give up. I mean, just don't give up and just keep going, keep plugging. And it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad every time something fails. But if in your heart you believe that you're going to be a parent, you're going to be a parent. It's going to happen. That's right, Brittany. Thank you so much for being on the show. Noah, do you have anything else? You couldn't have said it better. April's favorite thing to say is, you know, you're in it to win it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. clearly yeah. that's what you were doing, right? When you kept hitting these scams or not scams, but just, you know, the, the, the excitement and then the failure or the mm -hmm. disappointment. Yeah. But you kept going and 
I love stories like yours because you kept going with love, mm-hmm. right? You didn't get stuck in bitterness. You just kept going, kept believing, and you have two beautiful girls. And this is a wonderful, wonderful story for people who are like, oh my goodness, is it always going to be so hard? Yes, there are some hard things <laughs> of your story. Absolutely. But in the end, um, you have two healthy children. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you. And thank you for listening. We'd love for you to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media. Thanks for joining us on your adoption show. See you next week.